Are we gonna do like a hey, welcome, welcome back? Welcome back to Hate Ass Bud. There we go. Hey. Here we are. Hey. Thank you for taking the lead, Ben. We really yeah. need to get a system in place or yeah something. we also really need to pay attention to this waveform right here oh sorry make sure we don't blow it out don't worry welcome I, back to hey ass i can press everything case. afterwards so i'm fine. sorry everyone for that loud hey yeah. yeah. no nah, it's cool can i do one of my npr voice sure welcome back to hey ass but this is ari ben and travis we're talking about our week and then we'll be going into another supernatural episode oh my god episode two season one uh Let's yeah. talk about this. <laughs> that was a pretty good NPR voice. Thank you. I've always dreamed of being hired by NPR, so yeah. I had to have a voice ready. Just in case you were like, is this bitch any more white liberal than... <laughs> the answer is, yeah, I love NPR. I feel like my regular voice is pretty like sonorous enough to just be on the radio, so I never really... like I can do like that stereotypical radio voice. You have but... a... Voice made for radio, Travis. Yeah, I feel like I do. I feel like I've got a good... <laughs> and a face. And a, oh, thanks. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, You're she, very handsome. She just, like, super low-key called me ugly. I, I would never... Way. I'm... It's fine. Yeah. I think with my voice, I'd probably just take over for John Boy or Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Huntsville references. <laughs> We should keep. We should pack the episodes with that, so we never get. Yeah, we an never audience. get any audience outside of Huntsville, yeah, Alabama. Yeah, we really should. Let's. Hey, another great idea. Let's do a lot of visual humor, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's great. How many fingers I'm holding up? Hey. Oh god. Oh. Well, I can't. So see many them. middle fingers, Ben. How do you have four middle fingers on your hands? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're from Alabama. Now I'm imagining that Ben just has. All of his, all the fingers on his hand are just the same length. How creepy would that be? Oh God! Like, I mean, can you imagine with someone with all of the, all their fingers are the same length? Even, even I can. Their, their thumb goes out to the length of their forefinger, and then it's all just the same You've after just that. Described horror creatures from like that started on the internet, like yeah. Slenderman <laughs> and Salad Fingers. Oh, Salad Fingers! What Wait, a all of his fingers are the same length, right? Well, yeah, yes. but they're lettuce. Well, they're, they're made of salad. <laughs> they're made of they're, salad. They're romaine lettuce. Yeah, they are romaine lettuce. D- just to, okay, to just clarify. to clarify, just to clarify, romaine lettuce a salad does not make. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. That's you gotta what have you... dressing. You gotta have some other vegetation. Maybe some croutons. What's the rest of his body? Croutons. Wasn't like his hand like kind of like the weird like actually kind of looked sure like a salad. The rest salad? of his body was just yeah. like a gray mass. Like he looked like a zombie. Zombie. He was basically a. Let's pull up Newgrounds.com. Oh, God, no. I'm just going to pull up a picture of Salad Fingers. So pull we can up 4chan. Just... They have the answers. No. <laughs> just kidding. That's never been said. No, I don't feel like... <laughs> I don't, we'll put that on I don't feel like putting I never garbage on my iPad. Ben, I didn't ask you this last week, but I did think about asking you this, and that is, do you make your fashion choices based off of Sam and <laughs> You wear more, like... A lesbian would love to rifle through your closet. You wear more plaid <laughs> than any human I know, and I went to two separate women's colleges, all right? Hashtag plaid life, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so here he is. He's got, like, three fingers of, like, romaine strings, and they got some, like, hair on the bottom of them. He's basically got romaine lettuce claws. Pretty much, yeah. And... Drug eyes, but yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I have one long sleeve shirt that I like to wear that isn't plaid. I've never seen it. Oh, it's the blue one. I've worn it a few times. I've never seen you wear it. 
I've and I refuse to accept it. There are pictures of me online wearing it, but no, I'll yeah. Have uh, to look those up later. I feel good. Okay, wearing... gonna stop at Salad Fingers porn. Uh, <laughs> why? Done the scrolling through what? that. I, I thought you, you weren't know, gonna pull up what's new it, What is it? Rule sixty three. That's like thirty four. Thirty four. It's rule thirty four. If there's if it exists, there's porn of it. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like somebody on the internet took that as a challenge. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like there there didn't have to be Salad Fingers porn, but they were like rule thirty four says I gotta fucking do it. Have yeah. you seen DeviantArt? I mean, <laughs> I had those memories wiped. Right. But um, but no, as, since we're referencing the internet. Oh, hang on. Can I also point out when I searched for Salad Fingers, I typed in salad. And the very first two things that came up, the first one was Salad Fingers. The second one was All Recipes Salad Recipes. Like sa- <laughs> Salad Fingers was first that and then insane. Salad he, Recipes. Like We... But maybe That's, maybe Google is just too spot on these days. Yeah. I think Google just knows you from your other searches and was like, this motherfucker's <laughs> not searching for salad recipes. I have searched salad fingers in the last three years, so who knows? That seems crazy to me. But... True. I was showing someone. Also, there were new episodes I hadn't seen. Vin, what have you been thinking about this week? Uh... Other than maybe your hair growing longer. <laughs> no, that, that's just a thing that happens at this point, man. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, I've got a tour in a few weeks. Yeah. Gotta, Where all are you going? I'm going to have to pull that up because I don't remember. Oh, no. I actually did see that you're going to be part. You're going to be at a show at uh, House, a social eatery. In Nashville. Uh, in Nashville. And uh, Ari, yeah. Ari Elliott and I, uh, we went up to Nashville to do an open mic, and then that show was also on Wednesday. So we went, we left the open mic and went to that show. Very cool venue. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Very cheap food. Cheap and good food. Delicious. Yes. I had a burger, and I was like... And it was only $10. Mm-hmm. Like, burger and fries. Yeah. And Elliott had, like, a... Club. Chicken like club a sandwich. Chicken club wrap. Oh, Ooh. yeah. And it was only $8. With a side, too. And it doesn't just have to be fries. Like... There was what a fifty cent upcharge for onion rings. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I had I had a burger and I was like, I want to get married to this burger. I want to make sweet love to this burger. Yeah. It the- had jalapeno strawberry jam on it. Oh, so yeah. good, so delicious. Let's see. Uh, August second, we're in Tuscaloosa. Nice. August seventh, we're in Memphis. Then on the ninth, Chattanooga. The eleventh, Montgomery. The twelfth. Columbus, I believe that one's still in the books, and then on the fourteenth, we're in back in Huntsville. Y'all did Ooh. not plan that drive very well. No, we did not. <laughs> well, if we have this episode out by then, you guys are in the area. Come yeah. check uh, Ben, and then our mutual yeah, go friend, see, go see uh, Ben and Matthew Tate. Matthew Tate. Be on that tour too. Yeah. I uh, I helped Math- Matthew Tate record his debut comedy album, so I'm very proud of that. Good job. It's a great album. It, it sounds yeah. fan goddamn. It nasty. sounds amazing. He will definitely have copies with him or digital download cards. So. Oh, absolutely. Did this become a branded video for Matt Tate? A branded uh, podcast? Yeah, it did. Branded. Go it, to, go to have we MatthewTate.com. What we're saying. Have we sold out? Yes. Give us We got money, a nice plate saying. of mozzarella sticks. Thank you, Ducky, for bringing us those mozzarella sticks. Yeah, thank you. He, he got the thumbs I asked him to get. Yeah, Ducky's a girl. Ducky's a well. You know what? It's rude to assume gender. Yeah, that's it's, okay. you know what? That's our bad. Yeah. He can't say. Or they can't say what they are. Yeah, that's Ducky, true. what are you? He's looking adorable. His ball. Is okay. what she is. Yeah, that's true. I Ador- accept Ducky no matter what. Adorable when she's not being an asshole. She's never an asshole. You're just an asshole first. I don't know. I don't believe it. Ducky's the cat. I don't know if we yeah. ever explicitly said that, <laughs> Ducky, but she is. Ducky is the cat. She is my cat. She, she was is great. A, our assistant who didn't have any thumbs. 
True. Yeah. True. She's but now sunless. she does, and she brought us some mozzarella sticks. We're very proud of her. She's making her own money now. Yeah. Damn right. Getting that nine to five. With that grub south job. Yeah. Um, Travis, what have you been thinking about this week? What have I been thinking about? I've, I've been thinking about the dumbest thing that I've ever done this week. Hit me. So... <laughs> Tell me about it, Travis. Tell we got me about our, the dumbest thing you've ever done. We have our door over here. And our door has two locks on it. There's the deadbolt and then there's the doorknob lock. And the doorknob lock is like kind of like, oh, I'm just stepping out for a minute and then I'll come back. So I was doing laundry because we, uh, we don't have a washer and dryer at the time right now. So I was going to our laundry facility and it was fine. I was doing that. I come back with my basket of dry laundry only to find out that I've shut the door behind myself with the doorknob lock in the lock position. So I locked myself out of my apartment. I did not have my keys. I did not have my phone. I did not have my wallet. And the main office for the apartment complex was closed. So I broke into my own apartment. (laughs) And now half of our door frame is missing. Yep. And uh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever done. Also, just to make this, like, perfectly clear, he very easily broke into our apartment. Yeah, also, like, pretty upset about how easy it was to break in without the deadbolt. Yeah. Like, that deadbolt is pretty solid. Because it can still lock the door as of right now. Um, Which, like, thank God. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to explain to our apartment complex. Like, we just moved in. And... I'm sure they're like, oh, man, it's these two, you know, 20-somethings. They just work. And surely there's no, like, raucous, raucous. 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 Ruckus. 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 Can you describe raucous? Ruckus. Um, you know, like, filthy parties. Are, are you being cat facetious? Cat wrestling or you, rings. Or do you get the reference? Oh, no, I don't get the reference. I, uh. Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't, you know, I haven't seen that Can movie in a long time. The ruckus? And it, I actually, I feel like a lot of people kind of shit on John Hughes movies because they're like kind of dumb, but I like, I like them. They're not I've, dumb. I feel like they're very, you know, of the eighties. Like they're it's, of yeah. the 80s. Yeah. They're good, solid eighties movies. Yeah. yeah. He laid the groundwork for Dread Epitaph. Like if you, if you had to like, if a time traveler came from anywhere or an alien came down and he was like what what happened in the 1980s I would just show them John Hughes movies yes. John Hughes movies and cocaine and Robert. Back to the Future yeah. and Back to the Future even though that and involves pa- and time Patrick travel Patrick Swayze Patrick Swayze did happen in the 90s oh shit no he happened in the 80s too yeah. hmm. 80s and 90s 80s and 90s wait Sw- yeah Swayze yeah yeah when was Ghost that's the real question Eight, that was an 80s movie. 88? Really? Yeah, 88. Oh, okay. Oh, Demi Moore. So, uh, what are I'd you... make pottery with her any day. What do you? What have you been thinking about, Ari? You know, um, I've been thinking about a lot of different things. My mind is weighed down with all of my thoughts. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, recently, I've been thinking about Jane Austen adaptations. Really? Yeah. In what the form? The looks you guys just gave me are like... like no. You say Jane Austen. <laughs> what is happening? Uh-huh. Well, because you said Jane Austen adaptation, and the very first thing I thought about was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Ha! Which is not, it's probably not great that my brain went there immediately. No, I mean, it's fine. It's better than where I went. <laughs> where I, did you go? I got her crossed with Ayn Rand. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I'm offended. And immediately went to Bioshock. Oh. 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 
Yeah. How? Well, what is that thought process? Wine well, and Southernisms. Yeah. <laughs> what about Jane Austen is like, but no, I got, Ayn Rand, Bioshock, done. Nope. Female authors, Ayn Rand's book Atlas Shrugged was uh, inspired the plot for Bioshock. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Very deeply. But yeah, no, uh, fun fact, I used to watch the Pride and Prejudice show with my mother when I was a kid. Oh, the miniseries with Colin yep. Firth? Oh, Colin Firth is amazing. So good. Fun I know this is totally random, but have you seen The Importance of Being Earnest? Yes. One of the best fucking movies. I have not, actually. It's so good. Yes. Um, that is an off based off of an Oscar Wilde play. Yep. Mm. Um, but it is delightful. Uh, Colin Firth is in it, and I can't remember his name, but I remember him best as, like, he played Julia Roberts' gay best friend in a lot of movies. He himself is not gay. But he was, mm. like, the gay best friend in, like, My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm. End of list of things I can remember. <laughs> He's in a bunch of other stuff too. Most importantly for me, I think he is in St. Trinian's School for Girls, which is a British comedy uh. that I really enjoy about like this like violent mm. girls' school. That sounds really familiar. It's pretty funny. You guys should check it out. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I was thinking about Jane Austen adaptations, and I mean like you know, any just movies, just movies that have been made based off Jane Austen books. So that includes anything from like Clueless, oh okay, to just a straight up adaptation, like mm-hmm. the Colin Firth miniseries or the Keira Knightley two thousand five movie. Hmm. And the reason why is because I saw Bridget Jones' Diary for the first time. Oh. I'm sick, and when I get sick, I like to watch rom coms. You're you're like a year older than me, right? Yes. And this is the first time you've ever seen Bridget Jones's Diary. Yes. I went with my sister to go see that when it came out in theaters. Really? Yeah. You were four in 95. Or no, you were three. No, was it? No, maybe in the second one. May Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Wait, no. Bridget Jones's Diary came out in 2001. I'm sorry. I'm okay, I was like, what? I was like, yeah, no, I here's what it was. The Colin Firth miniseries came out in 1995. Uh, Ari's sick and has wine, so there I we go. yeah, I'm yeah, I just we all, sick. We all have wine. I have a bevy of beverages in front of me. I've got a cup of tea. You got so many. You got so many juice. liquids. Don't spill any of Will those. Well, you liquid a. Ari is all bevved up. Don't spill any. What do I look like? A I, I mean, somebody who spills things. I look like someone with a lot of expensive equipment. So. I don't guess you guys I'm have very... two, at least three drinks in front of you, a piece. Yeah, well, this is empty and this is empty. Oh, okay. Pardon me. I didn't realize the drink police was fucking here. Yeah, it's all ice. The drink police is here and it's me. But uh, it's better than I'm the gonna spill police. it all over the fucking place. I don't give a shit. Oh, we also you have can't... this. We also have this used to be plant. Yeah, well, there's still a plant. Is it? The roots are still there. I I'm trying th- to regrow them. I don't think it's alive. You're hurting me. We got a, I got a, a, a plant as a gift from a friend. It's an adorable Teton. And then the cats ate it. And the, the, the day I brought it, <laughs> the cats were like, fuck you. Yes, 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 yes. And by cat, I mean cats, I mean cat. Oh, yeah. Specifically cat. Ducky. Specifically Ducky. Say, I told you Ducky's an asshole. She's a great asshole, though. <laughs> and she likes to show her asshole. It is yeah, the way of cats. Yeah, that is true. Um, but I watched Bridget Jones' Diary for the first time. Super adorable movie. Uh, I've never wanted to punch Hugh Grant in the face more. <laughs> he has a very punchable face. Yeah. And he was a huge thing in a lot of 90s rom-coms and like early 2000s one. 
And then he just totally has disappeared for me. I have no idea. Well, he's probably rich. Yeah, he doesn't have to make movies anymore. Yeah, sure, but like, he may just be Brad Pitt movies. doesn't have to make movies anymore. He just enjoys making movies. Maybe. Like, Jackie Chan doesn't need to make movies. He's still fucking making movies. But no, like terrible, uh, terrible movies. You're right. <laughs> All right. Am uh, I wrong? Am I wrong? I don't know. I haven't seen most of them. I'm I'm right. <laughs> When I no. was a kid, I was obsessed with Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. Which that was, was a fun an show. animated series. Yeah, yeah. About like, that included like magic and martial arts. And guys, mm. I found out the other day, Jackie Chan didn't voice the character of Jackie Chan on Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. No, I'm he not didn't. surprised. I did not know that. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. It this just hurts me. Hugh Grant, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty punchable. Travis yeah. just brought up a picture of Hugh Grant, and his face is very punchable. So is that hair? But yeah, he that... usually got cast in rom coms as like the sympathetic dick. Yeah. In Bridget Jones' Diary, he's definitely like, I guess the bad guy. If there's really a bad guy in, in rom coms, but I just want to say that the picture that Travis pulled up kind of looks like a more flaccid version of the lead singer for Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, Sorry. You're right and you're wrong and you're not wrong. What are we talking about? Flock of Seagulls. Google both of those things. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Something about Jackie Chan not voicing oh, yeah, the character. Voice acting, voice acting is amazing that way. Because, like, there's been a slew of, like, Toy Story, mo- Toy Story movies and, like, Toy Story toys made where, like, Woody talks and stuff like that. Sure. But they don't get... Tom Hanks to act in all those because that'd be way too expensive. Yeah. Tom his, Hanks, America's favorite stepdad. Uh, his Tom Hanks's brother actually does all that work. Really? Yeah. That's like, interesting. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks's brother. I can't remember his name. Besides Hanks, Tom Hanks' brother not only is a really good voice actor, but looks and sounds exactly like his brother. Like I don't, I don't know if they're twins. I think he's a little older actually, mm-hmm. but um, they look and sound exactly the same. So when it came to doing like Toy Story movies and shit like that, they got his brother to do it because he was way cheaper. Wow. Cheaper, man. <laughs> Every time I was like, you know what? It's a way for you to make money. Fuck exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm busy filming yet another movie about a captain of something get that goes down with the ship. <laughs> so I've got to, you know, I got shit yeah. to do. Poor Tom Hanks. Other, not Tom Hanks. Tom does he, Hanks. Does he call his brother not Tom Hanks? That's not the Tom real Hanks. question. That would be great. If I were famous, I have two siblings, and if I were famous, I'd be like, hey, not Ari, and other not Ari, what's up? You guys, I wouldn't. I They have great names. Uh, uh, Evan and I refer to me as the less successful Evan Roulette. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Even really more, sad, because yeah. Evan Roulette is not like super successful he's more successful than me though that's true but not he's not like i thought he's not bill gates right like he's not but we are we are both going down like similar career paths of like entertainment and pizza Pizza management yeah so (laughs) two great tastes that taste great together yeah so he is already like way farther than i am but he also started three years before i did yeah wait how old is evan evan is a year younger than me actually he's 23 i hate him uh I thought that John Boy and really, uh, John Boy and Billy reference was going to be the most niche thing that happened. Tonight. Oh yeah, no. Hey, check out the hit band Evan Roulette and the Evan Roulettes. Um, we're pretty cool. Yeah, Travis is not the bass player for that band. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Travis is the bass player for that band. I'm the bass player for that band. 
when I he do really doesn't good. drink too much before the shows. Well, yeah. Even <laughs> then. Even then. Well, even then he tries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He attempts. I attempt. Sometimes it's good. It's I can play, usually I can good. play Felice Navidad really well. It's a comedy band, so like I feel like you guys don't need to be Yeah, no, that's what, part that, of the funny. That's part of the that. that's the fun part is we don't have to take ourselves that seriously as musicians either. Like we have one song where we have a solo section and the whole point of the solo section is to do a shitty solo. So that just like Hilarious. lays right over y'all's heads. <laughs> no, I got yeah. it. I, yeah, I, I, I understand it. what it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was I was in the middle of like taking a sip. Yeah. Of one of my one of your drinks. 500 beverages. I am this a table girl. is just full of cups. Most of them half full with a liquid. Are you just picking up each cup and drinking from one as What's she it? goes? Starve a fever. Drink a lot of liquids. When you have unspecified illness. What? I don't know. There's a saying. Shut up, guys. Whatever. I'm, I'm good. So, to come back to Tom Hanks, because like every one, he's still playing like a disaster kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, would the exact opposite of Tom Hanks be, uh, was it uh, John Marston? The guy? James Marston. James Marston. Yeah. yeah. Where he just dies and everything. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And Sean Bond. Yeah. Um, James Marston <laughs> doesn't die in everything. Sometimes he gets rejected. It's also true. By a beautiful woman. Oh. Sometimes he I is. Sometimes that. he is the main, the main love interest, and dies a shit ton in Westworld. Oh, I didn't know he was in Westworld. Fuck, I'm sorry. No, uh, I, it's yeah, not. I'm, I'm not spoiled. Yeah. I, I'm down to now. I want to watch Westworld. Yeah, it's. Uh, if you haven't, well, I don't feel bad for saying that about it because hey, fuck it. Yeah. At this point, there's a commercial making fun of his character in it. I don't feel bad for spoiling it. Nice. No, no, no. Like, yeah. okay, here's my philosophy on spoiling. It is reasonable to say, like, if I found out that you were watching Game of Thrones, mm. I would be like, oh, I won't talk about it as much around you. Yeah. But if you were watching Game of Thrones, like, 10 years from now, and you accidentally found something out and you got mad about it, I'd be mm. like, calm down, Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. This this show's been out for years. Mm. And that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I think everyone collectively was that way about The Hobbit. Mm. Yeah. Like The Hobbit movie, everyone was like, oh, spoilers. And everyone, like, half half the people that saw Hobbit were like, whoa. And then half the people were like, this book's 70 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way about, like, Harry Potter. Like, oh, yeah. The book's I w- been out for years. I haven't even seen the last Harry Potter movie. I've just read the last book three times. Yeah. Do you remember, like, way back in the day on, like, Evum's World and shit, there would be videos of people, like, having megaphones... Oh, reading yeah. the last few pages. Dumbledore yes. kills Snape. Or Snape yeah. kills Dumbledore. I was at camp when the sixth Harry Potter book came out. Oh. I was at camp and I had gotten the book. I it, So it actually came out right after. Mm. So I picked up the book right before I went to camp, read the entire book, and then went to camp. And literally, <laughs> um, literally a camp counselor got up in front of all the kids one day and said just read the sixth Harry Potter book Ron kills Hermione yeah. and everybody was like oh my god what happens Ron does what it was hilarious because I knew I was like I'm that, in the know yeah that's amazing because that doesn't happen I talked to my friends and I was like he doesn't he doesn't kill Hermione it's fine <laughs> that's kind of fucking beautiful though it really yeah. is it's like one of those like out there things where it's like so far like 
in the fucking ether that it could be yeah, a thing. But still kind of believable. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was it was crazy. Like Donald well, I'm not gonna jump down that role. Just Yay. somebody being like, Yeah, uh this thing that doesn't happen happens. Fake spoiler to a bunch of impressionable young Harry Potter fans. Because yeah. <laughs> this was camp, so I don't remember when the sixth Harry Potter book came out, but we mm. were like middle school, early high yeah, school. Yeah, I was pretty yeah. young. I was still pretty young when the yeah. sixth Harry Potter book came out. Yeah. Because I was, I was in like, I was still in elementary school when the fourth one came out. Me too. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. I was in elementary school, and my friend wasn't allowed to uh, read the Harry Potter books because witches. Yeah. Which, like, <sighs> had, all right. I had so many friends that had to say that. Yeah, and look, I <sighs> want to respect everybody's religious beliefs. Yeah. But come on. Yeah. The J.K. Rowling is not part of the witch Illuminati. If anything, like, there's way down. there's way more Christian. Yeah, symbolism in Harry Potter than right. there is pagan Harry stuff. Potter is a Jesus character yeah. who is destined to defeat the Satan character mm-hmm. and love saves the day like you know that all to me is like what Christians want to get down to in the heart of it you know um, but uh, point of the story is she wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter and so I was over at her house for a day and I wasn't allowed to talk about it at all. And the fourth book had just come wow. out. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I like young Ari almost exploded because of that. So yeah, I believe that almost died. Um, the other thing I've been thinking about a lot this week is also book related, also childhood book related. Have y'all ever read a wrinkle in time? Yeah. Uh, that was one of my favorite book series when I was a kid. And the trailer just dropped and it looks it looks amazing so good i'm so happy i not only did i read that book at least twice i had it that was one of the first audiobooks i purchased on the apple itunes store when i had my very first ipod that's awesome and i listened to that so many times because um the author madam langle mm-hmm. did the reading for that uh, for that audiobook. That's cool. So it was really good, and she, you know, did it the way she wanted. Um, you do know there is a another film of yes, another Disney movie actually. Yeah, I, re- I remember seeing that. It's um, it's it's fine. It's a little made for TV movie ish. Yeah, fine well, because it's a strong word. Because <laughs> it was it was made it was a disney yeah. original movie yeah. but it was a wrinkle in time again like the early aughts mid aughts yeah. sounds yeah. about right it didn't have the budget that this one yeah. clearly is gonna have didn't oh, have the sure. star power mm-hmm. so you know the acting's not the acting is not as good yeah it's, it's not like trolls too bad or anything it's no, just no, 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 no. Yeah. nothing is troll too's bad except the room yeah well and even then the room now we're getting in like bad best bad movies territory yeah, sorry, and that's not, not yeah, that's yeah not let's talk it. about bad bad movies <laughs> but go back to a wrinkle in time did you ever read any of the sequels i did yeah i um, never i never did actually my favorite They're one good. was uh the one that focused on the twins yeah that was a good the one two doors or the sand mm. and two doors or something i can't remember the title the name mm. of it but actually i think i read all of the sequels actually because uh, i loved i mean i loved meg and i loved charles wallace there was one about dolphins, wasn't there? That sounds right. There was something uh, yes. dolphin related with yes. the book. Yeah. In I think it was in the twins book actually. Mm. Um, it's been almost fifteen years since I've well, let's say twelve. Or I mean, it's been at least ten years since I've even thought about that book. So. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the books that like 
there are a lot of really, really good underrated children's books. That's, yeah. You, you can make the argument that any book that's not Harry Potter or the Narnia series is a really good, yeah. you know, is underrated. Yeah, that's um, true. But, like, that book series, I think His Dark Materials is really great. Um, the Phantom Tollbooth. Fuck yes. that one. Yeah. That's that a really one's good book. Good. Yeah. Um... I would say the Cirque yeah. de Freak series. I'll throw that one out there. I actually never read the Cirque de Freak series. I have every single one of those oh, books. Uh, oh, fucking... You can read them in the night because they're like two... Three, a a series of unfortunate events. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. I loved those books when I was a kid. I, yeah. I have most of them on in the original hardback in my oh, uh, bookshelf. Nice. I'm working on building up because I only have like two... Well, I have one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and twelve. Mm. No, you know, 13. You know what's kind of magical about a series of unfortunate events? What's that? Is the fact that it's one of the first, not the first, and I'm actually going to talk about the first children's book I read that was like that was like this. But it's one of the first children's, you know, book series that I read where it was very clear to me from the beginning, hey, this might not have a happy ending. Yeah. And I think that that's so important for kids to go through to have to be introduced to some darker storytelling mm. because you know, a lot of what we get force-fed by Disney as a kid is like, happy endings, be yourself, mm. oh, love yeah, will win sure. out. And like, unfortunately, and this is obvious to a lot of kids who are growing up, you know, right now, that's not the case. Yeah. And a series of unfortunate events, I mean, it's not the most realistic book series. Exactly. But it is, I mean, I can think of several real, real world cases where like the people who handled them should be in jail for their mistreatment of children. And that is pretty much what happens in a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, pretty much. And not the main villain, mm. just everybody. Yeah. Everybody just kind of drops the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of amazing. I saw an article. I wanted to read it, but it was like, why Mr. Poe is not very good. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I want to read that because, fuck, uh, he's on a list of, like, terrible... I won't say he's a he fits for what yeah Lemony Snicket well and was like doing. the one of the whole themes of unfortunate events is that all of the adults are too busy in their own heads to worry about the Baldelaires yeah like like Mister Poe he's too worried about getting a promotion and um the the lizard dude is too worried about. Like showing his discovery to the reptile. No matter how nice he is. Yeah, no matter how nice he is. They're better guardians, and he's still neglectful and won't listen to what they say. And that's the other thing is none of the adults listen to what the Baudelaire say because they're children. Right. And there is this whole theme of you shouldn't write children off just because they're children. You should listen to what they say and treat them like people. Right. Montgomery Montgomery was. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually I loved the uh, the Netflix ad- adaptation Fuck of it yes. because I felt it was very accurate, mm. right? And um, it it made me realize how much I liked that book series as a kid, and I started rereading the first book. You know, that's one of those books, and there are several children's books that are just like you read it as an adult, and it has just whole different meanings for you yeah. than it did as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Coraline's one of those books as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I read something about it the other day, and this is very true. Neil Gaiman said this about his own book. He said, adults read Coraline and see a child in danger that they need to like protect. Yeah. Kids read Coraline and see a child in danger and winning yeah. against that danger. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's... Basically, the moral of this this segment of the show is don't be afraid to show darker stories to kids. Exactly. Because kids... 
need them. I mean, we don't maybe need to go full 80s children's yeah, movie horror show. Yeah, we don't need to go like, oh, everyone's fucking dead at the end. We don't need to go Shakespearean right. drama. We, we don't need to go Dark Crystal terrify. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I watched Dark Crystal for the first time when I was like six years old. It was great. Uh, it's horrifying. No, it's amazing. I'm going to watch it right now. I kind of want to make you read Cirque du Freak now. Because that book came out, uh, I want to say it was in third grade when the first Harry Potter, Harry Potter book came out. Cirque du Freak came out when I was in fourth grade, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a right in between, let's say, like if Eli Roth... And Stephen King collaborated. Oh, God. It's right in between those two. It's a very dark series. Like That sounds like an insane... I mean, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. It's The first one's not incredibly bloody or anything, but that series goes some places, man. Nice. I mean, I'm willing to check it out. Um, the film is shitty. Sure, sure. And we're talking about like an adaption of a YA novel, but still. Yeah. It has John C. Riley in it. I love that guy. He's you know, one there of the are f- some good <laughs> adaptations of YA novels. Like, mm. I'm not a huge Hunger Games fan, but I think the movies are pretty they're uh, pretty good. I watched I've all never, of them. I've never like read or seen anything hun- Hunger no. Games related. You put Woody Harrelson in anything and I'll watch it. Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. The BBC is doing an adaptation of His Dark Materials, and I'm really excited about yeah. that. That's awesome. Given that that trilogy the respect it deserves although i will say this um i'm sorry i just want to go a little unrelated for a minute uh, and talk about some authors who are seriously criminally underrated i would say let's drop those names yeah Yeah, let's do it one of my favorite authors as a kid was diana Wynne jones that name Mm. sound familiar to either of you what'd she write her most famous novel was turned into a miyazaki film and that's Howl's Moving Castle. Oh! Now, Howl's Moving Castle, the book, is wildly different yes, from super different. the movie. Still great. Fun fact, I've never seen a Miyazaki film. <gasps> what? Benjamin. Just kidding. Yeah. We're canceling, For, canceling this, but... Forget this podcast. We're changing it we're to Hey Miyazaki. It right now. <laughs> ben, we're all, I have all the Miyazaki films right here. We're going to watch them we're all. We're watching at least one. All I, of them. I have to work tomorrow, and both of you are coming to my house this weekend. Yeah. All right, fine. And Saturday, part- we're bringing over a Miyazaki movie. I have several. I yeah. feel like you would actually really like Princess Mononoke. I loved Princess Mononoke. I, did you make did. Spirited Away? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I almost watched that last night. God damn it, it's Ben. It's insane that you didn't. It's well, insane. I mean, when I say to, uh, yesterday, I mean this morning. I watched Pitch Black instead. You watched Pitch Black instead of Spirited Away? You're God wrong. Damn. You were wrong, wrong to watch that. I've, I don't um, even know I've, what Pitch Black is about, and I already hate it. It's one of the best science fiction films. I love it. It's not, I would say it's more action-y sci-fi, but it's still fucking good. Well, but it's yeah. not better than Spirited Fucking Away. All right, that won an Academy Award. God damn it. Princess Mononoke it was, is my favorite Miyazaki movie. It is also the first one I ever saw when I was probably... I was definitely in fourth grade when I saw it, so I was like nine or ten. Yeah. And it was like... It was one of the most violent movies I had seen at the time. Yeah. But also, it fucking blew me away. I didn't know that animation could be like that when I was that age. Because to me, animation was Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and SpongeBob, and, mm. and that kind of stuff. And then I saw that, and I was just like... <gasps> I think my first Miyazaki film was Kiki's Delivery Service. That's a good one. Because that movie used to play on Cartoon Network all the time. It did. It did. Um... They're all great. Like you mm. really, I would be hard pressed to name a Miyazaki movie that isn't like at least good 
if mm-hmm. not great. Mm. You know, even the ones that aren't as good as like his powerhouses are still better than, quite frankly, no offense, uh, anything that fucking DreamWorks has put out. <laughs> yeah. I'm dropping them truth bombs. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I actually, I, mean, I, I do I'll, like a I'll lot of DreamWorks films. I'm not going to defend. I like some DreamWorks films, but I also yeah. agree with you on that. Like, yeah. Um, How to Train Your Dragon is probably my favorite DreamWorks film, and I still don't think it holds a candle what, to anything. You mean it's not Shrek 2? <laughs> I knew somebody was going to drop a Shrek 2 reference there. I fucking <laughs> knew it. You mean it's not Shrek 4, the fourth inning? Here's the thing. I actually <laughs> like Shrek 2 more than I like Shrek. <laughs> I can't and blame I've you, And I've seen honestly. Shrek 3, and I refuse to accept that Have you seen the movie. one where they have, like, seven kids? That's Shrek 4, and is no, that, I yeah. haven't. I've seen... All four of the tracks. I think there's five now. That's insane. Why did you watch all four of those movies? Because I was young and impressionable. <laughs> all right. I guess that's what happened. I don't know what to tell you. I also saw... I'm a, sorry that happened I to you? I also went on the Shrek 4D ride when oh I was in Universal. God. Got sprayed in the face. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Shrek is back love. To, Shrek is to, life. Is love. Shrek is life. Back to Diana Wynne-Jones for a minute okay. because I seriously cannot let this author go. She actually died a couple years ago, Aww. very sadly. But before she died, she was a prolific writer. Mm. She wrote some amazing children's books, including the Crestomancy series mm. and um, Howl's Moving Castle, which we discussed, and Witched Week. Um, just a lot of really great fantasy novels that I think, you know, more people need to know about and need to read. And, you know, if I ever have kids, which... Uh, let's put it this way if my brother and sister ever have kids <laughs> then you know those are books that I'm going to give to them so yeah I don't know lots of really great children's literature that people yeah. just don't also uh, there's more than Harry Potter out there guys and yeah. I love Harry Potter uh, but there's fucking, more than just Harry Potter how do you pronounce his name Roll a Doll yeah, Roll a doll. yeah. Uh, BFG well, Matilda I actually watched the BFG movie not that long ago mm-hmm. really 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 nice oh. really good and like a good fun movie that's it was, nice it was basically exactly what I was expecting it to be Roll Doll is um, or was he's dead now uh, violently anti-Semitic yeah just to destroy somebody's childhood that's um you know like my buddy evan says about henry ford you know he was right about the assembly line not so much that (laughs) anti-semitism yeah there's a there's i mean to be a fan of any classic literature is to be a fan of somebody who is violently sexist yeah Yeah. so and an alcoholic and an alcoholic uh one of which i have more of a problem with morally than the other yeah and i'll let you decide which one (laughs) It's drinking. It's, it's drinking. drinking. Um, no, I, you know, I'm a huge, like, uh, fucking um, Ernest Hemingway fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely was terrible to all the women in his life. Yeah. yeah. And that's just a hard reality of being a fan of classic literature, if you are at all. I, uh, I, have, I have something to say. All okay. right. Some... But he once told me the world was okay, going to roll me. Okay, I don't want to get sued. That's all copyright, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a, we. Uh, it was only oh. eight seconds. I can cut it to eight seconds, <laughs> and it won't be <laughs> fair right. use. Fair use. So we're watching. Well, yeah, what are we gonna watch? Episode, episode two, two, season one. It's called Windigo. Windigo. Uh, and it's about you horses, know, right? No. Horse, like wind, they go wind, they're like windy horses. No, so wrong. Oh, uh, running through the wind. It's go. about, you know, somebody <laughs> named Windigo who just has a super nice day and eats a sandwich. Okay. Shit. And nothing scary happens at all. 
Hmm. All right. Well, I believe you. Awesome. All right. Great. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we uh, we watched episode two. Yeah. And so basically, what goes on is um, we see a very exciting recap, <laughs> very dramatic recap, and then um, there's like a scene where they're like, "Okay, we gotta we gotta go find Dad," and they go off to these. And, uh, oh, and we, we see another opening scene that is, what I can gather is pretty typical for Supernatural. It is something generally not relating to the Winchester brothers, but relating to an incident they are about to encounter where, uh, just some good old red shirts, uh, are just (laughs) doing something. They're in the woods here. They were in the woods. Sometimes they're like driving a car. Other times they're just like, um, about to fucked or something i don't know (laughs) but um you're doing pretty good you're you're not wrong (laughs) but so they're in the woods and um they get attacked by something and i think it's because of this guy's puka shells that he's wearing (laughs) he's Uh, wearing some of the most (laughs) most 90s slash early 2000s puka shells and so we see this and the winchesters roll up to this these uh the location of these coordinates which is this state park in Colorado. And then as they get there, they hear news of this attack. They're like, oh, we should check that out. And so they do that. And then they get through this whole story of like, there was these attacks happen every 23 years on the dot. And it's, there's no way it's just bears because bears aren't that synchronized. Um, bears <laughs> are terrible timekeepers. Because, <laughs> and, we, and we find out what this monster is uh, by going to a dude... Uh, by going to a dude who was attacked back in the 50s uh, as a kid and he was able to escape and he said well this thing it wasn't a grizzly it was able to unlock our cabin door and I was like so it could have been a circus grizzly you never know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) a bear with tricks a bear with tricks bears terrible with time fantastic with locks oh yeah Yeah. grade A lock picks if you get bear. locked out of your apartment, don't knock your door down. Get a bear. Get a bear. <laughs> but specifically a circus bear. A you circus can't bear. just yeah. get a run-of-the-mill bear. Yeah, because it'll eat you. It will. But uh, anyway, so they find out that it is a Wendigo. And they go out to the woods where this attack was. And there's this whole thing with like the dude that got attacked. His family was like, oh, he's like missing. And that's how they found out about it. But so they go to this camp. And um, they start, you know, hearing things, which is... This is one thing I didn't know about the Wendigo, is that I didn't realize that it could mimic human speech like that. Well, like, it could... we're going to go into okay. what the yeah. Wendigo we'll, can We'll get, get to that later. There's a lot of, like, supernatural-only Yeah, oh, aspects. okay, gotcha. It's to, to tidy up a monster they'll borrow or replace or things like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Yeah. And so... Um, the Wendigo starts attacking, and then they're able to follow it to this abandoned mine um, where they find the kids and uh, another dead person, and they attack it, and they shoot it with a flare gun, and it's very cool. And um, and then they're like, well, we did that. 
How, how was that for a recap? It was pretty good. Yeah, cue, cue, and then cue classic rock. Classic rock music. It was pretty good. It was good job, Travis. Claps yeah. for Travis. Claps. Trying good job. What first time seeing the episode? Yeah, nailing it. Nailing it. See, when we started watching, I was like, "Hmm, I kind of wanted to do the recap, so maybe I should write this down." And I was like, "Nah, <laughs> I'm just gonna watch the episode." Notes are go. for kids. Notes are for kids. Tricks are for bears. I got Notes it. are for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I'm no bear. I'm a lady. I got it all on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that they tracked the they they were able to find the mine by tracking a trail of puka shells. <laughs> no, they were. No, they did. And broken yeah, DSPs. No. Yeah, and broken yeah. So Dean and um, yeah, Dean and the sister of the guy who was originally kidnapped, um, the one with the puka shells. <laughs> uh, which, quite frankly, we think why the Wendigo targeted him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wanted those sweet puka shells for himself. Yeah, wanted to look Wouldn't like a you? super cool dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, because <laughs> uh, I do not live in that time period anymore. <laughs> I have grown past it, and I'm happy about that. Fair enough. Um. But Dean and uh, Haley is the girl's name. They mm-hmm. get kidnapped by the Wendigo. And Dean, so that Sam can find them, leaves a trail of peanut M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> the snack of champions. Very E.T. Very E.T. Yep, right next to those puka shells. <coughs> E.T. phone, save me from the Wendigo. So, <laughs> save me from the Wendigo sounds like a great song name. It does, actually. E.T. Satellite Phone Home. E.T. Satellite. There was a lot of mention of satellite phones. Okay, and that was the other thing. When I was watching this episode, this dude was, like, recording video messages of himself on this, like, very early generation smartphone. And what it was, it was a, it was actually a later generation Palm Pilot that could receive emails and had a full QWERTY keyboard. And my mom had that exact model phone. You were obsessed with the fact that it was the same phone. It was a cool phone. It was a very It was cool. like the, one of the coolest phones I'd ever seen and, in 2004. And you knew what game they were playing on those And DS's. I knew what game they were playing on Jesus. the DS. It was Metroid Hunt, uh, Metroid Prime Hunters. Very Travis is not living in the early 2000s. I don't think we could have picked somebody better for this. We really you, couldn't have. My yeah. for, my like I'm younger than you guys. My formative years were 2000 to 2010. You say you're younger than us like I'm only like 2 years younger. Yeah, than you guys. say you're younger than us like you're 12 and we're 35 <laughs> and that's not the case. Okay, secretly I'm actually I am 24 but they're actually 10 years older than they that's, say. That's wow, not true. Very <laughs> not wrong. true at all. Very wrong. Wrong. Okay. Ari is 67. I am actually 137 years old. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm not. I'm only 45. I can I tell because soul. your hair, your, your gray hair was starting to come back. I dyed it this way. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. All right. Uh, I think for the first couple of seasons, we're just going to be like, we're the only two, early 2000s so wacky. <laughs> what a wacky time. What a wacky time. We're going to be like puka shells. <laughs> The fact that they had to specify satellite phones, yeah, as opposed to landlines, yeah, I guess. landlines. I was. We're still in. Well, there were there were mobile phones, but there were yeah, you know but I guess the Nokia phones and the going flip phones over radio like or something. Yeah. I don't fucking know. But we're still in like the part of Supernatural where things. I'm not going to say the later seasons aren't fun. But it just seems like there's it maybe just because those those, those early two thousands things. Yeah, it, it's I, still it's very campy. Yeah, and, like, and you pointed that out while we were watching this. There was this chase scene where they were they chasing the Wendigo or was the Wendigo chasing them? 
Uh, yeah, the, the Wendigo one. was chasing them, and there was this like super funny chase music going on. It was just like. Burr, 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 Here's burr, how burr, I thought during that though, because legitimately, okay, I was like, yeah, when I was a kid, I was really scared of this. Just kidding, and you were I was still, still really scared. scared. Yeah, I'm easily scared. And there was that time you were just uh, you were like ready for it. You were like jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, and then a. Uh, yeah, that's while Sam's in the mine and like he's like, I'm ready for this Wendigo to come attack me. And I was so ready for the Wendigo to just be like, ha ha, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I have arrived. That was I'm one thing. coming out. <laughs> Fucking like. That was one thing I appreciated about this episode. We never really saw the Wendigo. Yeah. Even, even while it, they were confronting it, we only saw like the back of it. We only saw its face like once. Yeah. yeah. And then the only like, well, full that's... body shot of it we had was when it was being lit on fire. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's what helped make this episode, you know, scary is because, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, Supernatural is not doing anything groundbreaking here. Mm. This is... No, but it's uh... taking the right moves and the right elements to make something good. Right. Exactly. Like um, the... Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, the original Rosemary's Baby <laughs> doesn't show the baby at fucking all. Mm-hmm. Like the remake, it does. Right. Why was the re- the original more scary? Because you don't see the fucking baby. Yeah. That's yeah. It's like um. Because the imagination is better than people, whatever you can put on the fucking screen. Think, exactly. People think like, oh, it's because they didn't have the effects, and it's like, no. No, it's because like smart directors know scarier. what yeah. suspense means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Alfred Hitchcock says suspense is not just a bomb underneath a table with people sitting at it. It's letting the audience know there's a bomb underneath the table with people sitting at it, but yeah. nothing else. Yeah. The characters don't know. We don't know the timer on the bomb. We don't know mm. what's going to happen. That's good suspense. Yeah. You know, knowing there's a monster in the wood that's, that's trying to attack them, but not knowing anything else about it other mm. than like a couple of key things. That's what makes it suspenseful. Yeah. And if Supernatural had just been like, bah, here's the monster. It yeah. wouldn't have been as good. It w- yeah, it really wouldn't have. But what really scared me when I was saw it for the first time, and also today, <laughs> was the human mimicry that he does. Yeah. yeah. When mm-hmm. they're standing in the woods and they're in this like protective circle, and like the Wendigo's like, "Help me! Help me! Help me!" And it's fucking terrifying, especially since it works. Roy runs out and is like, "Time to get it!" And yeah. it's just like, "Fuck nope. you, man!" What was really fucked up is that the Wendigo made it sound like it had been shot. And that's yes. what yeah. made him chase it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sounded it sounded like wounded. Yeah, yeah. Even though, even though it totally Sam like... and Dean had been like, "Hey, man, hey. guns don't fucking work." Yeah, <laughs> you. The number one way to die in the show is to not listen to the Winchesters. Absolutely. The number two way is to be a woman. <laughs> ben, thank you for that very comical insight. You're welcome. I'm the number sorry. three way is to listen to the Winchesters. Those yep. are the rules. Or, or just to be around them. Just yeah. to be around yeah. them. Yeah. Just don't hang out with the Winchesters, guys. They may seem cool, but like, they, not really. get away. They'll kill you. Something else will kill you. It's a bad scene. Um, yeah, it's a bad time. Ben, I want to hear some of your thoughts on the episode expounded a little bit. I really think this was a great second episode. I, like I talked to, in our first episode that we did about how good the pilot is and it's a great pilot. This is a great second episode because it sets up for the freak of the week motif. Mm-hmm. And it does it in a really good way where it feels like a good film. Like everything we've talked about is a really good idea for a movie. Like 
the bad sci-fi movies. What do they do? You see the monster within 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about earlier, you barely see the fucking monster at yeah, all. It's you awesome. Know? And then, like, you have all the motifs and everything that are just fucking great. The, f- the best thing about this episode, honestly, the opening sequence. Um, in my opinion, that and like how oh, when the when all the dudes yeah, are because, in the tent because it sh- like that lets you know that it's not that serious of a show, right? Yeah, it, it is still it, like it is super goofy, yeah, but it's still like oh, there's some, there's some shit going on that it's, it's gonna be campy and yeah. it's gonna be fun, but it's also gonna be scary with the jump scares, with the jump scares, with the jump yeah. scares, <laughs> you know. But it's gonna... I really liked the. Uh, carry reference mm-hmm. um in not the opening opening scene but the the scene after the opening scene we see sam uh going to jess's grave mm, yeah jess being his girlfriend who died episode one mm. see sam going to jess's grave and being like i'm so sorry this happened i should have protected you Which, by the way side note for a second i'm fucking agree not that like okay Sam obviously can't be there to hold her hand all the time, right? And, like, it's not his fault that this demon came back. But he says, I should have told you the truth. And yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every... Okay, this is a pet peeve of mine with, like, superheroes where the secret identity is a big thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, fine. You don't let your enemies know who you are. Mm. But you should let your family know. Yeah, Yeah. let your family and your loved ones know. Exactly. And Sam should have been like, hey, this is going to sound fucking nuts. Please don't break up with me. Um, Demons exist. (laughs) Demons exist and my family hunts them. My family hunts them. You know, (laughs) usually doesn't go that great. Uh, We're going to put some salt on the windows. (laughs) You you guys chill with that? Cool, cool, cool. Peace. And like... If you want to make a really, really long, drawn-out poll, you could, going back to the superhero thing that you said a second ago, uh, you could talk about how the knowledge that the Winchesters have is their superpower, about all the monsters and shit. Sure. Then we're going to tie this back to Spider-Man. Oh, God. Yes, but continue. Specifically, like, let's say Jess is Uncle Ben. Specifically the scene in the first <laughs> Tobey Maguire movie <laughs> when he goes to win all that money to... I don't remember what he needed the money yeah. for, but he doesn't tell Uncle Ben what's a up. Car. Yeah, and his hubris gets Uncle Ben killed. Right, which there. is why, and that's a thing, like a big deal in the comics, yeah. too, um, is that, you know, Peter Parker gets these powers, he's kind of a dickhead with them, and then Uncle Ben dies, and he's like, oh, shit, with great power comes great responsibility. Fuck, I knew that's, okay, it yeah. all clicks. It all clicks. Um, speaking of superheroes... This is, um, there was a moment where, oh, fuck, I forgot to, here's the Carrie thing. Okay. The Carrie reference. So he goes and he's like, Sam's at Jess's grave and he's like, I'm so sorry, should have protected you. And then he leans down to put flowers on it and then Jess's hand pops out of the grave. Oh, yeah. Which is a reference to the, specifically the 70s Carrie movie Mm -hmm. where, you know, Sue is apologizing to Carrie for like. I don't know, convincing her boyfriend to let, to take Carrie to the prom and Carrie's hand pops out of the popsicle stick grave and fucking, (laughs) that's the last shot. Of course it's all a dream. He wakes up and he's like, oh God, I'm severely traumatized, but I refuse to talk about it. (laughs) Masculinity in the other 2000 slash today. 
Now, I know this is we this is a supernatural podcast and this might be like a double rhinoplasty two on the nose, but every time you say carry, I can only think of one thing. Kansas motherfuckers. Hey. Hey. I'll see myself out. It's not two on the nose. It's never two on the nose. Um but superheroes real quick. There was something that kind of tickled me um in the when Dean first meets Haley, right? And they've mm-hmm. got like a little like oh, yeah. flirtation going on. Mm-hmm. And hey and you can tell that Dean's gonna like her because Haley sees the Impala and is like, nice car. Yeah. And this just reminds me of a trope in movies where like a girl impresses a guy with her knowledge of like of cars. Cars are traditionally male things. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like a girl will be like, Well, actually, I don't know if you know this, but Superman uh, is faster than a speeding bullet. And yeah. and then the guy's like, oh, impressed. As if, like, Superman is not common knowledge. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just, I, Haley uh, said that, and I was like, yeah, you're really fucking going deep with the car shit there. I can see why he likes you. That That's also another thing is, like, girls that always go for the guy with the nice car. Mm. Like, that was always a thing. And, like, it's a thing in Twin Peaks, and then, it you know, it gets turned around because of the whole deal but yeah yeah that, that could be a twin peaks reference but i like to think I, it's not like dean is a character that is very much entrenched in your older 80s action film heroes sure. yeah so the motif of like the girl being like oh hey sweet ride yeah could be like oh is that a seven banger with a massive hemi in it which incidentally yeah. which, the reason why peter parker bring it all around the reason why Peter Parker wants money for her car is to get MJ. Yeah. Hey. Um, Which is crazy he because wants to I've smoke known that blunt. I was oh, going to say that, that blunt MJ. is, you know, her holding hands with MJ. Yeah. Because both of they're you in high school are making much better jokes than what I was thinking. He wanted a BJ <laughs> from from MJ. <laughs> Lame. But I like it. A beach for the mage. Oh my god. Lame, lame, lame. Oh, something I thought was interesting was um, there's this, there's this moment where they're in the woods and they're all, um, the Winchesters start getting all weird about their demon shit. And they were like, you should explain yourselves. And then, or they say something. They say something. And then, like, Sam gives Dean this look, and then Dean is like, okay. And I thought that was like, oh, Dean's totally going to start hitting on Haley. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Dean's about to work in the moves. And then he was like, my family are demon hunters. I was like, that's not the move. That's, that's I, can't, not- I cannot tell you, actually, if I... Okay, if somebody came up to me, and I was, like, younger, right? You know, somebody came up to me and was like, I have to... Like we were like casual flirtation, and then mm-hmm. they're to bring out the big guns. They were like, <laughs> "My family are demon hunters." I would be like, "Oh my god, tell me more! I am so invested. Let's get I married." I would too. I'd be like, "Tell me where I can see some fucking ghosts." Yeah. Let's go. I'd be like, "Suddenly, I believe in ghosts. They clearly <laughs> yeah. exist." In the Absolutely. Thank you. Even for though they don't exist in oh, this no, one, we turn it around in the one that we currently live in. Nope. But the fictional one, Earth Two, where my flirtation person is a demon hunter. <laughs> Yeah, but clearly ghosts exist. Yeah, but ghosts do exist, so it's sure. Fine. Okay, we well, you know we're not having this discussion <laughs> no, on air again. <laughs> um, 
So, this Wendigo... Well, actually... Do you have more about the episode? I, I want to talk about the Wendigo. I, I kind of have more about the episode. Oh, yeah? I kind of want to say one thing about Supernatural as a whole, and I, re- I realized this... As I don't know how many times I've seen the show all the way through, but something... Because the mimicry of sounds, mm-hmm. I do not believe is a Wendigo thing. It might be. I could be wrong, but I know it's a Skinwalker thing. Yeah. Okay. But that's only because I've watched a bunch of uh, short stories about those. But no, like watching Supernatural, you have to suspend your disbelief of things you already yeah. kind of don't believe in that's a little bit true. more. Yeah. And just take what they give you and roll with that and you're fine. <coughs> All the supernatural creatures, even the ones that are closest to their, and I am putting on the bunny ears for this, real world counterparts, right? Yeah. yeah. None of us believe vampires exist. Um. Travis. <laughs> We're going to have to have a talk. Okay, but continue. Anyways, the point is, is that, you know, even vampires though they're probably the closest to like the mythological vampire we know outside of supernatural right. have some sort of like supernatural twist you know yeah. um same I, with the I werewolves feel like, i feel like you have to do that in any urban fantasy right th- series or situation because it's almost like yeah we i mean here's a monster everyone knows about but how can we make it unique to this series well and i think and that and i feel like that's important in mm. urban fantasy i think the reason why humans even have a chance hunters have a chance against all these supernatural creatures is because every supernatural creature in supernatural has to follow rules oh yeah and humans don't have to follow any rules you know ghosts can't go into a salt line the windigos stopped by you know the symbol the symbols the charms and the dirt um but if you made a monster that was completely unstoppable like sure that would be cool for like 30 minutes but it would not be yeah but it'd be boring because our heroes would have no chance exactly Mm -hmm. and we do meet those monsters and they either a we find out that they do have to uh they do have rules mm. and we find that out as the series goes on. That's what makes it fun. Or B, they end up having a change of heart and like being chill. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Which is equally interesting sometimes. Sure. Sure. Yeah, of course. Um, but I actually want to talk about the heart to heart talk that Sam and Dean have where yeah. they're like, um, basically to sum up, Sam's like, what are we doing out here in these fucking woods? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got these trash babies here <laughs> hunting for a goddamn Wendigo. They don't even know what it is. They're going to get killed, definitely. The only reason they don't know what it is is because they don't fucking tell them. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah they, but, eventually they do, but... Anyway. Uh, we got these trash mammals <laughs> chilling around. Fucking not going anywhere. Going to get eaten. Going to get et by this Wendigo. Going to get et. <laughs> <coughs> we got to... We gotta get these people out of here, and we gotta go find our fucking dad. Yeah. Because there's this monster that we've been searching for for 22 years. I feel like it's a little more important right now. <laughs> I think that kind of shows their like order of operations kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they realize, oh, hey, there are actually people in danger. They kind of come first. Right. Yeah. We're gonna saddle our problems off to the side here and knock this shit mm-hmm. out, and then go on our merry way to find daddy. Well, that's a de- essentially what Dean says. Dean yeah. says like, yeah. hey, I get that you want. To kill the thing that killed Jess. Mm. I get it. But here's the thing. It's not going to happen for a while. Mm. You just got to focus your rage on killing these other monsters. And helping people. And 
I think there's something that Supernatural kind of loses along the way. That are really, two things actually, that Mm. are really explicit in this scene. Mm. And that is the desire to help people. And the brotherly relationship between Sam and Dean. Not that that ever fully goes away. Neither of those things really do. They just morph and change as the show goes on. And I just kind of want to know, Ben, Mm. specifically like your thoughts well, you could tell us about to say something, but yeah, no. The thing, <laughs> yeah. the thing about uh, them helping people, they kind of realize, hey, uh, sometimes people are the bad guy, and the monsters are just trying to live their lives. That's true, and we yeah. actually realized that this first season. Yep. Sometimes people are the 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 bad mm-hmm. guys. But also, like that's what keeps the show interesting is like their evolution of their morals and their thought processes mm-hmm. and everything like that. And I think it's safe to say. You know, the Winchesters are fairly amoral characters. I mean, they're not amoral, but if you were to judge them by, like, my stand, like, our standards, Mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, these people are criminals who need to be in jail for a very long time. I would put put them in, like, the lawful neutral kind of section. Maybe I, even like chaotic neutral. Yeah. I would say chaotic neutral. Because <laughs> they're yeah. like, boo, we're going to do what we want. Not true neutral, that's Not true for sure. neutral, no, no, no. And no. not even chaotic good. No. You, you could make the argument that Sam is more lawful. Yeah, see, yes. that's what I was going for. Like, yeah. Sam is lawful, Dean is chaotic, and then they come together to balance each other out. Exactly. And I think they're... But and, still not a true neutral. And I would say... Ooh. I can't wait for a few seasons till I can say something. Oh, <laughs> shit. You're going to be waiting a while, buddy. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, uh, let's, let's talk about the Wendigo. Yeah. So one thing that reminded me right off the bat was it's a, a monster that eats people and then it comes around every 23 years and I immediately thought of the movie Jeepers Creepers. That's just what my mind immediately went to. Um, I think it's just like kind of a common horror movie trope. Hmm. Just a monster that hibernates and comes out in cycles. Sure, sure. Well, you yeah. even see it, and I cannot believe I'm referencing this, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Where the, you know, what are their names? Henderson? The, the, it's um, H something. It is H something. This the three witches. Siri, yeah. you know in the Shut up, Travis. Shut up, Travis. <laughs> Damn it, Travis. We should probably get that recorded once just so if you ever do that again. Yeah, just so knows. people will be like, Oh, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they hate that. Yeah. They already hate it. They already hate it. <laughs> but uh the sisters, um, you know, are killed mm-hmm. and they say, Hey, we're gonna be back if a virgin ever lights this candle. Yeah. So it's just kind of a thing where it's like What's this evil doing? Just chilling. Just hanging out for a yeah. little bit. And then it's going to pop evil, back up one day. Evil likes to be pretty dormant. Yep. And it's like... Evil is hey, lazy. Did, uh, did some weird dude light a candle and kiss a frog and lick a toad and, and then tap on a turtle three times and then light another candle and then put that other candle out with the turtle? Perfect. Here we go. Can we talk about a plot hole in Hocus Pocus? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want, but like, that movie is perfect. I refuse to All accept right. criticism. When you were 13 or 14 years old, when you were like, hey, there's a cool candle. Let me light that, some bitch. No. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> right. no, here, wait, hold on. He does it because there's specifically a legend about it. Oh, okay. He yeah. does it because everybody in Salem is like, yeah, if a virgin lights this candle, I just he'll come it. back. Then why light the candle? I think it's because he, he, because he doesn't it believe it. He doesn't okay. believe it. All right. Promoter. I think the unrealistic part is a 15-year-old boy is willing to be like, Oh uh, yeah, I'm totally a virgin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. I haven't had sex with anybody. Not even your mom. Not even your mom. That's what I think is unrealistic. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. I'll give I'll give you points for pointing out a plot hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In a 20 year old movie. In a 20 year old movie, that's yeah. great, and a delight. It is a fun yep. movie. It's fun. They remade that movie today. Who do you think would cast? Who do you think would play the three witches? Isn't Bet Bet Midler Jinx was one Monsoon. of them? Right? Bet Midler was one of them. Jinx Monsoon would be amazing. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, slash Benjamin, uh, Jinx Monsoon is a uh, drag queen and performer who appeared on RuPaul's Drag Race. The name sounds like it would be on that show. Yes. Well, and I don't yes. mean that in a bad way. I mean I've seen the first season, so I know around about how names oh, work. She's she's so talented and yeah. great and. She's my favorite for the season she's on. I mean, you saw this picture, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's a More... picture of Jenks dressed as one of the... I want to say it's Henderson sisters. Yeah. yeah. That sounds Something right. Like that. It's gotten to a anyway, weird place. More, uh, yeah, uh, more visual references for an audio podcast. Yep. Cliff notes or uh, we'll MLA put it in the or... we'll put it in the notes. Just kidding. Yeah. We're putting nothing in the nothing notes. Nothing in the notes. There's no notes. Also, because I don't think we can share that picture. Yeah, probably not. You could probably link not. to it. You couldn't. Yeah, we could link to Jinx's okay. Instagram account, yeah. and they could find it themselves. Yeah. The... So, do you guys want to talk about like? Yeah. So, like, Wendigos in real life. Yeah. Versus... So like, there's, there's actually like a real history to the Wendigo, or like yeah. a, a real like legend. Yeah. For the Wendigo, that's kind of based in Native American. Yeah. Folklore. Hmm. It um, they are uh, a couple different Native American tribes. Um, Algonquin is one. Creek is another. A couple of other ones with names that are very hard, hard to pronounce. Yeah, there's also like 20 different ways to spell Wendigo. Yes. And <laughs> so, apparently pronounce it because they said Wendigo yeah, in the episode. And that's probably more correct. I but say Wendigo. 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 But the Wendigo um, in these myths are actually... Uh, can be two different types of creatures. So it can be a spirit um, motivated by greed, and it can be the cannibalistic monster, which is the one we saw in the episode. Right. Now, in the Supernatural episode, a, a Wendigo is specifically yeah. a person. A human. A human who has been turned into a monster because they ate a ton of human flesh. Well, and not only because they ate a ton of human flesh, because that was their only option. That was their only option. They right. So I guess off, they were cut off from their main resources and found themselves in a situation where they had to only feast on long only pig. feast on humans, which was they made a reference to in the episode, like the Donner Party. Yeah, the Donner Party. Um, you know, uh, other situations where a human might be trapped with only another human to feast upon. Yeah. Um, like a my thirteenth birthday party. There are tons <laughs> of examples. Um, but yeah, so specifically, that is how you become a Wendigo in Supernatural. Now, in you know, 
these cultures, that's not necessarily the case. In mm-hmm. fact, the cannibalistic monster could just be a human, like a normal human, who's being possessed by this greed spirit. Mm. Um, so those are a couple of the differences. And then Supernatural, I can't find any reference to the sleeping for 23 years. Yeah. Or that, the voice mimicry. I think yeah. that was that was definitely something. And, and I was telling Ben this. Um, I feel like the 23 years thing... That was something that was just pointed out again to show how Sam does his research. Right. He was like, oh, this, there's a pattern of this happening every 23 years. Kind of like with the white lady, the lady in white, the white, the ghost. The woman in white. Woman in white. Right. Who, uh, she like did this thing every so often. Mm -hmm. It's like a big motif in the show later on is that like, just because it happens doesn't mean that it's reported. Right, yeah. Or it's not reported in the way that you think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. At the end of this episode, so the rangers, the park rangers are all like bear attacks. Yeah. Mm. Which like, I guess, I don't know. I'm not an outdoorsy person. As we mm. mentioned last I mean, episode, yeah. not wildlife experts. When you come across a campsite that has been abandoned and it looks like it has been rummaged through mm-hmm. and there's obvious claw marks on tents and the tents are all torn up. Sure, you're going to be like bear attack. Yeah, bear attack. And the big giveaway is that the food has been ravaged. Right, but the people don't necessarily disappear in that situation. Or am I wrong? Well, if the... um, It can either be the bear killed them on sight and their bodies would still be there. Or they ran and the bear chased them. Okay, that's a good point. So they can still be like, oh, they ran so far away from the campsite and the bear tracked them there and and killed them. But yeah, the... uh, Bear doesn't just, like, drag a body back to its cave. Unlike a mountain lion, you are not supposed to fight a bear if you meet one in the wild. If you see a bear, fucking run. Did did y'all notice anything when they were panning over the the tent scene other than the sheer amount of blood on the tent? Was there anything missing from that scene? The puka shells. The puka shells and (laughs) the backpacks. Yeah, the which w- we Wendigo. see back in the mine shaft when they yeah, find that the Yeah, that is true. That is true. Because the Wendigo also distracts them with the voice mimicry, distracts mm-hmm. them, and then steals their supplies. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because in a situation where if one of them escapes and tries to go for help, yeah, they the, can't mm-hmm. because they don't. Maybe they're lost or right. They're not, they're not and the Wendigo will be able to find them. Again. Yeah, right. Yeah, also a bear doesn't take a to-go box. True. So they're not going to carry Which is another reason why it's like, not a bear. Exactly. That's still the best way to describe... Sure, yeah. If what, I'm a layman and I don't yeah. know that supernatural things exist, yeah. then I'm going to be like, bear. Hmm. Definitely. And we see at the end of the episode, you know, everybody's like, oh my god, we found the brother and Roy, the guy who took Haley... And the kid brother in the woods, he, that guy is dead. How are we going to explain this? And we see them being like, definitely a bear. Definitely a fucking bear attack. Yeah. But that's not every episode. Not every episode is like, there needs to be an explanation to the police. Yeah. Right, yeah. Sometimes they're just like, time to get the fuck out of Dodge before the police Show ask up. questions. Because yeah. we have no answers. And like a <laughs> ton of dead bodies. Yep. That's actually kind of one of the tragic things about Supernatural is if you get accused of killing somebody and you're the only possible explanation. That shit sticks. That shit sticks. You have no other, like the hunters are not going to be like, hold on. I know a great defense attorney who will kindly explain to the judge that ghosts exists. Yeah. No, you're just fucked. And what's more is like a loved one has died and you're going down as their murderer and you're definitely innocent. 
And nobody, as far as you know, nobody's going to find out who killed them. Yeah. Just kind of like a sad aspect of living in that crap sack world. Yep. Yeah, would not want to live in the supernatural universe. No, sounds scary. Especially not just as myself, right? Like, I'm not a hunter type person. Well, that's like asking the question, like, would you rather live now or in any other time? Oh, now. Yeah, right? now for sure. Or yeah. maybe the future if we yeah. solve global warming no, now. You only have the choice between, like, now and the past. Oh, now, definitely. Yeah. If you have the only choice between, like, now and Supernatural Universe. Now, yeah. here. Hell yeah. I would rather watch Supernatural from the comfort. Yes, yes. and be like, ghosts aren't going to attack me, because yeah. guess what? They don't exist. Exactly. Um. Okay, any... so you know... At the beginning of this episode, when we said something about Wendigo and I mentioned horses. Yes. I'm going to explain that. Okay. Because... Explain the Wendigo horse connection. So, Wendigos are also associated... Like, being associated with the cannibalism thing and and famine. They're also associated with winter and the north and being cold. Because all of that is also, like, Mm -hmm. associated with famine. Because it's usually harder to get food in the winter. Well, and they're greed spirits. So, think about it. If you're part of a you know, culture that depends on, and you're living up North in the winter time and your resources are limited Yeah, and it depends on everybody in your fucking village getting together and like sharing resources. You do not want somebody who's being greedy. Yeah. Right. You, you, so if you would make up a story where it's like a greed monster will come get you <laughs> and force you to eat human flesh. If you hide your extra puka shells away, yeah. <laughs> you got to fucking share that shit. But so specifically re- relating to the cold in winter. Sorry. Continue. There is an episode of my little pony friendship is magic. Oh my God. Where the main bad, bad for that episode are the wind and they are ghost horses that oh make God. everything cold. It all comes together. <laughs> it all is the same. You said horse, and I was like, what the fuck? No, I don't think so. Full equestrian circle. God damn it, Travis. God damn I did it, it, Travis. I made it happen. You're, Sorry. For, for, I'm going to say this, and this is the only time I'm going to say this. Yeah. Your bronyism has answered so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Save the fucking oh, day, really. Shit. Yeah, I know, right? I'm For sorry. the record, I, I'm not. I blew up the mic. You're not, not a like, brony. Not I a know. Brony. I'm sorry. But, uh. And there's nothing wrong with being a brony as long as you're not creepy about it. All yeah. right. So, last, last thoughts? Last thoughts, yeah. Uh. A lot of bad jokes and things were said. That's, that's my only thought for this right now. That's oh. the last thought. Uh. Final thoughts on the episode. I thought it was scary when I was a kid. I think it's scary now. Is this the only Wendigo episode? I think so. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the only fucking one. Yeah, we're going to have to wait till season 23 <laughs> when another one comes out of hibernation. Yeah. No, they're <laughs> that's, Oh, that's why they keep renewing it. Yeah. Because we're going to wait for more. that next Wendigo episode. Yeah. That's going to be the last, second to last episode of Supernatural, is they're going to do a Wendigo episode, and then uh, Sam's girlfriend is going to die in the last episode again, <laughs> oh my God. and then it's going to be over. I mean, Sam's girlfriend has died so many times. So many times. Oh, yeah. I mean, different people, but yeah. Mm, nice. But like, uh, I think we've mentioned this before to you, Travis, but a big, or a cool thing about Supernatural is that there's a big bad. Yeah. If yeah. the last big bad of the series... 
is just a king Wendigo. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be kind of down for that. It's I would just, be kind of down for that. It's just the same Wendigo, but it's like three feet taller and it has a hat. And also can... Um, <laughs> Wendigo versus Lucifer. I'd it, watch the shit out of that. Oh my God, I'm in. I'm in. Although I do think... No, it's getting in. It's getting in. Getting into getting ahead or getting spoilery? ahead Spo- uh, okay. and spoilery. Ah, uh, okay. Never mind. So never I'm... mind. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought you know it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. It kind of scared the shit out of me tonight. So yeah, it, I'm kind of the opposite. It didn't scare me then. I mean, it's it's a fun. It's a very th- I call it thriller. Just it thrilled me. Mm-hmm. I was trying to say thrill. I can't talk. Thrill, thrill, thrill. You probably are less of a scaredy cat than I am. This is true. I love scary movies with a goddamn passion. Yeah. I like scary movies, but See, I... I... I don't like scary movies, but I did tell you guys that story about the Courage of Cowardly Dog episode in the last mm. episode. And um, and yeah, like I, I, I can take horror easier now. Is there anything yeah. you would have wanted to change in this episode? I would have changed everyone to have more puka shells, honestly. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that could have, that could have improved this episode is more Puka Shells. More, 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 more. Right. We really need to drive in how the mo- monster of the week should have been defeated by Puka Shells. Yeah. When, when you guys see me tomorrow, I'm just gonna be wearing like eight things of Puka Shells, <laughs> and we're gonna be like, "Yeah, you're protected now." Yep. Yep. Ready for the Wendigos. Protected from having sex. Do you guys <laughs> want to know something else? What? Sure. I had a, I had a Puka Shell necklace. I <laughs> fucking bet you did. <laughs> Um, do you guys want to know something else? Yeah. Yeah. I had a Puka Sonic. Yeah! <laughs> you know what, what I, you know what? what, you know what? 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 I may still have a Puka Shell necklace. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh, I was looking at the corner of my eye, I was like, Ben's gonna admit to having a Puka Shell necklace. Yeah. <laughs> it was the thing to do. It was the yeah. thing, that, you went to the beach? Yeah, and you were like, I gotta get guy. something to commemorate this time. I gotta look like a beach bum, man. Yeah, and I don't own my own bathroom yet, so I can't decorate it with nautical themes shit. <laughs> oh, I gotta get my own fucking puka shells. You're yeah. gonna love my bathroom. Oh, man. Oh, boy. I'll be it's all puka in that shells. The toilet is made of puka shells. The sink is puka shells. The toilet very, paper, puka shells. The soap it's is very, puka shells. It's the three shell method. It's yep. the three shell. <laughs> all right, and on that note. On that note. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Check out our social media. Um, we can you can find Travis at at actually tall. You can find Ben at Mr. Fluffy Bunnies, and you can find me at Arian the Spy. That's A R I A N N E the Spy. We're gonna have to keep spelling that to people until we actually make a Twitter account for this show. Yes, we are, and that is uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Same with me. Same with me. Mm-hmm. Um, And you guys have a great rest of your night. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Until next time.
Okay, it's fine. It's fine. The cat's trying to play the guitar. Yeah. Ducky. Doing a great job. Ducky is going to whip out a solo for us. Yeah. Ducky did all the music. Ducky did all the music. (laughs) Ducky's a very talented artist. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I'll play a sweet guitar riff. Hey, that's bud.